Hey, Daniel here from Markers on the Map, and this week we've got a blast of news, including the re-release of Sonic 3 and Knuckles in Sonic Central, and the advent of cross-gen games on the PlayStation. Then, enter a sleek new world of action RPG bliss as the gaming adventure continues in the demo for Scarlet Nexus. Don't forget to check us out on Twitter at Markers on the Map, and thanks for listening. classic poster for the original Superman movie from the 70s. Uh, have you seen this poster? No. I've never seen it. Okay, so I, I get that there's a lot of Superman posters around, but I think this one is the best one. I, I, the reason I think is because it's so simple and so cool. It is a metallic silver Superman symbol, um, and behind it is like almost painting quality, uh, an image of the sky, and there is light refracting um, off of the Superman symbol, or at least that's what it looks like. It could just be Clark Kent, you know, flying by. And spoilers, Clark Kent is Superman. But I was thinking of a new Superman poster. And instead of a Superman sign, it could be a Knuckles head. And instead of saying, you'll believe a man can fly, it'll say, you'll believe a Sega can re-release Sonic 3 and Knuckles. Because Sega's re-releasing Sonic 3 and Knuckles, baby! It's it's the dream that you've been dreaming about, but at the same time, there's one very crucial thing about that. One crucial thing. Does it have the original music? Is the Ice Cap Zone music present? I don't even care about the other music that couldn't be present, and I know it's hard times, but come on, let's try and get the Ice Cap Zone see, music back in. See, you showing Knuckle all this love, but has Knuckle really done anything for you, though? I mean, come on. Pumpkin Hill Zone. He, this, Aquatic Mine. He's all Hollywood now. Uh, the second he's on that 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 movie, he just forgot all about us. He haven't heard a word from him. He is on that movie, Sonic the Hedgehog Two. I seen it with my own eyes. A, a picture of Knuckles' head on a stick right next to uh, Sonic and Tails. See, see how big his ego's gotten. He went from like, you know what? I'm not even gonna do proper photo shoots for the movie sets. Just put my head on a stick. That'll be good enough. His head's gotten so big that it's just a giant head on a stick, but his body is still there. It's just tiny because his head's gotten so big. <laughs> oh, that's so funny that it works both ways. His, his head and his ego's gotten so big that his head is literally on a stick. You just can't see his body because his head's so big. No, no. We don't diss my boy Knuckles on this here, on this here podcast. <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking Listen. Shadow a real one right now. I think it's Shadow. I mean, he mean, but he keep it real. I do got some things to say about Shadow. <laughs> um, what I was going to say, though, is if they can't re-release this with the original Ice Cap Zone music, don't re-release it with the beta slash PC Ice Cap Zone music, because I don't know if you've heard it, but it's not great. And honestly, just get T-Lopes or anyone to make a, a new Ice Cap Zone song reminiscent of the old one. I, I'd go for that. I'd, I'd be fine with that. I just don't want the... <laughs> I think the last time this game got re-released was like 10 years ago and it had that music on it. It's not great for Ice Cap Zone. So, hey, I've never mentioned it on here, or I might have. I have Sonic Collection for the Nintendo DS, and that has Sonic 3 and Knuckles on it with the original Ice Cap Zone See, music. Now, 
I'll take your word for it. If the if the PC you said the PC beta version's t- music's terrible, I'll take your word for it. I'm entirely down for them just to make an entirely new soundtrack for that game. But it'd be kind of weird if all the if the entire rest of the game has regular original music and just that one level just has new music. Yeah, I would I would be down for that too. Like T did music for um Sonic Mania and he basically remixed all of the old songs. So they they're more modern sounding and they're still sticking true to their roots. I think some of his best work is in um Hydrocity Zone in Mania and I don't think there's a bad track in that game. I, I really like what he did with the boss theme, uh, Ruby Delusions. And so, like, that makes playing that game... I mean, it's a fun game to play anyway, but um, it just makes it a joy when the music is that good. It's it's not a podcast game for me. It's a game where I'm playing it, and I really want to hear what's going on. So, I think it's about time I say welcome to a brand new episode of Markers on the Map, our weekly podcast gaming adventure where we got Sonic news and a whole lot more this week. My name's Daniel, I'm your host, and I'm here with my co-host and good friend, Robert. How have you been this week? Eh, pretty alright. Uh, I don't know, it's, it's just, I want to say it's been a normal week. There has been some uh, changes, in, you know, going around. Nothing negative, but I guess there's like, uh, I guess life-changing moments were happened this week. How about your week? Uh, it's been continuing to be busy, but I don't think I'm going to be as busy for a while, so... Uh, I'm a little more energized this week, a little more excited. I We've seen a lot of news going on this week, but before we got started, you know what it's been a long time since we've done here on the show? Well, what's been a while? Since I said something weird that I've consumed in the past week. Ah, uh, no, Pepsi um, Blue, we talked about that. Oh yeah, we did Pepsi Blue. I don't think that's like off the wall weird though, but this, they they have this chicken and waffles sandwich on at uh, Carl's Jr., and uh, I ate it, and actually, it was really good. <laughs> the The maple butter sauce was really good. It wasn't very sweet, which was um, appreciated because I was hoping it wouldn't be sweet. But I remember when, like, KFC did chicken and waffles, it was, like, kind of dry. But this Carl's Jr. chicken and waffle sandwich was, like, juicy. See, that, that seems like a big problem when it comes to, I guess, fast food chain Obviously, if yeah. it's like a home style, like it's one of a kind restaurant, they can take their time with it. But when it comes to commercial food, I think a major problem would be that it's maybe dry when it comes to chicken and waffles. Yeah, the KFC chicken and waffles thing when they had it seemed to be more like there's chicken here and there's waffles and do with it what you want. But this Carl's Jr. sandwich, basically, it's just to take off on their chicken sandwich. They just put waffles on the instead of bun. Um, tasted very good very buttery and mapley but not sweet and there was some kind of weird sensation that i liked about that and my only issue with it was the same issue i have with every chicken sandwich that's not the mcdonald's chicken sandwich in that the distribution and this is gonna sound like awful the distribution of chicken to bread is like askew in parts of the sandwich like i don't like biting into a chicken sandwich and getting a whole bunch of meat and none of the breading of the meat that gives it like that fried flavor that i love no, I understand that. There'll, there'll be some corners where it's nothing but just the, this. I guess it's the breading, and it's just like there's no meat, and then you take another bite, and it's just a, a whole wad of just like chicken meat right there, and it's just yeah a big old lump that just comes out. It is, it is not evenly distributed. Yeah, and some somehow the McDonald's chicken sandwich seems to get it 
perfectly every time as far as like this is a flat chicken sandwich but it still tastes like amazing and with the pickles and everything they don't put any sauce on theirs as far as i can tell no but i still like it <laughs> i have i have to ask for like some like mayonnaise because it could be too dry i have to ask for something yeah i usually just eat it without the sauce but last time i poured some sweet and sour on it oh that's good it was pretty decent i gotta say actually so. i've had the bk their chicken sandwich their like homemade oh one. yeah how how was that i've not had Su- that one yet. surprisingly it's good i enjoyed it at least I've not been to BK in a long time. I like their um, rebranding that they did where it kind of looks like the old BK style. I kind of like how they did that. Maybe maybe they can bring back those cool BK Happy Meal like Spongebob watches that the they had BK like back Kids in the day. Club. Oh, those are, those Yo, are so cool. Bring back them shake em up fries, the cheese kind. <laughs> oh, man. I remember they brought them back once and it was a different kind that wasn't the cheese kind. And I was like, this ain't no cheese kind. <laughs> anyway... We got some game news this week. Shall we get right into it? We should get right into it, yeah. All right. Like we said kind of at the top of the show and last week, Sonic Central happened. I think the biggest announcement for us on this podcast is that Sonic Origins is coming out, I guess, next year as far as I can tell. This is a collection of 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles and Sonic CD. Um, From what I can gather from what I've read and seen... Sonic 3 and Knuckles will be in widescreen, and this is not something that's happened before, which means this game is being touched up in some way. So it's going to be nice to have the main Sonic games all in one place on modern consoles. Um, as I said, 3 and Knuckles hasn't been re-released in, what, 10 years or so? I'm all for companies re-releasing classic games in their franchises on modern platforms just to have it more available, not even for younger audience, but for people who just want to play the originals but they can't either find it I, yeah it's probably you just can't even find it Some, sometimes you just can't even find either the console nor the game to play it on yeah and i think the last time we had a sonic 3 and knuckles on console but i think there was an xbox live version i don't know if the ice cap zone music was present in that but there was a ps3 sonic collection i was actually looking at it the other day i was like i had my ps3 out i'm like maybe i should just sonic collect but then i'm like no no you got it on the on the ds you deal with it on there and then buy the sonic origins collection when that comes out i'm glad cd is gonna be on there i'm pretty good i mean it's all the classics and all the originals i just hope they don't pull a a nintendo 3d mario and just have it for like a short time being oh no i I don't think they're gonna do that i'm I'm more or less hoping they actually have a physical for this because this will be a double purchase if it's physical it will be one of the crown jewels because I'm a lifelong Sonic fan. And Sonic CD itself, it's not hard, Sonic CD, but it's so different from the rest of them. It's very, like, the levels are open-ended, and you can get to the... There's You've played Mania. There's a Starlight Speedway. I think it's Stardust Speedway. That's from uh, Sonic CD. Okay. So the level was designed to be like its Sonic CD self, I believe, where there's, like, tons of different paths, and there's, like, traps and everything. So, like we said... Ice Cap Zone music, maybe, maybe not. But if it's not, make a new Ice Cap Zone music. Hopefully there's some good things in the work with this. All, all I'm saying is that they better re-release Sonic Unleashed. I want them to re-release Sonic Unleashed too. But speaking of re-releases, they're going to do Sonic Colors this year. We know that's a Wii game, and I think they had it on the 3DS. It was generally well-received. And it's being re-released for PS4, Xbox One, and 
Nintendo Switch. So it's kind of like a HD remaster of it. They're coming out with the new Rise of the Wisps animated special for it. And you, we know the Wisps from like Team Sonic Racing, um, the, their little power-ups and everything. I've never played Sonic Color, so I'm actually really looking forward to this one. A lot of people like that one. I saw a lot of people's yeah. favorite. Yeah, I've heard nothing but praise for it. And I'm like oddly weirded out that I've never had it. But, like, most Sonic games I, I like anyway. The only ones I can think off the top of my head that I don't like is, like, Sonic and the Black Knight. Did not like that one. I had... Did, you had Sonic and the Secret Rings, didn't you? I love Sonic and the Secret <laughs> See, that's, Rings. that's... When I was like, you have one. I'm just surprised that you enjoy it. it was Sonic and the Secret Rings. I love that game. <laughs> most people don't like it because it's hard. But I played it when I was young enough to not understand that it was <laughs> hard. Some games I beat when I was younger, I look back on and I'm like, how did I even do this? They're very hard, but Sonic and the Secret Rings was just so much fun. I think it's because I just loved having the... The Wii was my first TV console, so I really just loved having a Sonic game of my own. Makes sense. <laughs> After doing things like playing Adventure 2 Battle demos at like Toys R Us back in the day. So, Additionally, there's a new Sonic game coming out in 2022. It's not got a title yet, and it was just a very fancy CG trailer uh maybe hopefully i really want this to be the return of triple a sonic we've not had a good high budget sonic game in in a bit what was the, the last, last one? well the last main one was um forces but that was a budget title i think so unleashed maybe generations was Ooh, the last time we had a proper triple a that's been a while it's been a while I want this new Sonic game to be akin to, say, Adventure 2 or Shadow the Hedgehog even, in that it's got... But, but like, give it that boost gameplay, maybe, from Unleashed. I was always a fan of that, boost gameplay. I, I mean, Colors Generation Unleashed, the, the day parts are all one and the same. Yeah. I love the day parts in Unleashed. Well, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe it's... Maybe this is Mania 2, for all we know. With this, well, this I'm I'm hoping they make a Mania too, but this is being teased as a 3D. Or what if it's Sonic the Hedgehog the movie the game for the sequel coming out? See, I was thinking actually that they, I don't think that this is that specifically, but I was surprised that they haven't done that because remember they did a game for the Ratchet and Clank movie. All I'm saying is my boy Knuckles better be playable. Did the Ratchet and Clank movie come out first, or was it the game? I always thought it was the I game I think first. they came out at, like, the same time, but there's a lot of scenes from the movie in the game. Like, okay. some of the CG from the movie and everything. But, uh, yeah. Can't wait. Hopefully it's good. That's what I always hope for with Sonic games. <laughs> and just one little thing. Sonic the Fighters is going to be featured as an arcade game in the Sega arcades in that new Lost Judgment sequel to Judgment. Um, so I was thinking maybe, uh, Ryuga Gotoku Studios next, you know, Virtua Fighter 5 Ultimate Showdown project could be putting Sonic the Fighters on <laughs> PS4 and PS5 and revitalizing that community. Sega just re-released, was it, Virtual Fighter 5 remas- uh, remake? Yeah. I don't know, you think Virtual Fighter will ever make a comeback? I think it all depends on how this remaster goes. Hmm. And we did try it. We did so try it. So we will it. talk about it. We'll talk about that. But I mean, yeah. it was it was a plus game. Yeah, it definitely a plus game for for the month, and um, pretty worth it so far. I mean, it's a, a new launch. It's from Ryugago Toku, so you know there's heart behind it. But um, yeah, we'll 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 talk about that later in the episode. But the Sonic event overall, there's some good stuff here. I think Origins is what I'm looking forward to the most. 
because I am excited to have Sonic 3 on a console that I can access readily. So there was also a Dragon Quest event this week. And we're not going to talk about this one too long, but I there was a few interesting things. Two interesting things I, I found. Um, Dragon Quest 3 is getting the HD 2D remake um, treatment. Now, this is the style of Project Octopath Traveler. And it's that really beautiful 2D pixel art with, like, the 3D... Like, I want to say rotoscoping, but I, I'm not sure if that's what it is. But you've seen it. It's very beautiful. And they're going to remake dragon quest 3 like this uh i don't know i you know what dragon quest and i do i really don't know i, really I actually have, have not played it. a dragon quest i've only played war dragon quest warriors really? and dragon quest or dragon quest heroes in like five minutes of dragon quest monsters i i was just gonna i was gonna say any old classic rpg that gets remade should look like this hd 2d style like if they were ever gonna do another final fantasy one remake like they did for the psp it should be in a style like this like this has got so much heart and effort put behind it that it's kind of hard to you know i don't <laughs> I, i'm looking at other game franchises that i like like a, a, a new pokemon game like a remake of whatever they remake red and blue again it should look like this it's just beautiful Man, I don't know. Like I, said, I don't really have an opinion on Dragon Quest right now because just I've never played it, so I really have yeah, no. Yeah, I've not played it. I've not played it myself, but I I do really like how it looks. So I, I'm cautiously optimistic about this one. Um, the only other thing I wanted to point out about the Dragon Quest event was there's a 12th Dragon Quest game coming, The Flames of Fate. It's going to actually aim for a worldwide release, which is awesome, I guess. But it looks to me like this is going to be like a more mature maybe edgier or darker dragon quest and i was just wondering how that's going to work with uh, toriyama's art style like he the the art style of dragon quest has always been a little more comical a little more cute so i'm wondering how like a super serious game will work or if there's going to still be like dragon quest-esque humor because you know you you can see a lot of humor in the drawings yeah um, but a worldwide release i'm hoping and of course, I'm just using the Dragon Quest event to springboard into other things, but I am hoping that like eventually things like Persona Six will get a worldwide <laughs> wide release. You know, after it gets announced, uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five probably will, because I guess Nintendo's helping with that one. So cross cross my fingers for the RPG Renaissance. <laughs> anyway, state of play Horizon gameplay was shown on the PS5 for Horizon Forbidden West. I gotta say. It looks really good. The graphics are very good. The water looks amazing. Um, the gameplay looks fluid. There's a lot of like more vertical movement in this one. And there's like a, a grappling hook thing or like an attachment. It's not like a hook that you swing on. It's something that you zip to. Like mm -hmm. almost like Spider-Man-esque. But I want to look back at the first one. And I've mentioned to you that I wasn't a fan. And you've played it a bit, right? Or was that your brother? I think it was my brother. I don't think I've played it. I don't, okay. I don't remember playing it. So Horizon came out at a weird time. And by weird, I mean it came out like five days before Breath of the Wild. Uh. <laughs> so I didn't play it for a while. And not that Breath of the Wild is my favorite game or anything, but in Horizon, there's not a lot. Of, you you can't really climb the mountain or whatever. Mm -hmm. it, like you can climb everything in, in Breath of the Wild. So I always thought that was kind of... I, I wasn't really into the combat, but I think what drove me the craziest about the first one nowadays it's the 
that it's not 60 frames yet. There's not a patch for that yet. But um, I didn't like the crafting. I don't like crafting in my games where you uh-huh. have to like gather items and do like quick craft to craft this arrow and like no yeah you I know get I'm that. not big on I get that it. and it's not like you it's not like Red Dead where you're like bending down to pick up the flower or anything but it is like a lot of just running around to little flowers and plucking them and it's not like Ghost of Tsushima where you can just be on your horse trotting by and you just tap L two real quick to pick something up in horizon you're you're off you're walking around you pick up a flower you, you there's an animation of her like getting the like branches off of it and you go into the quick craft menu and whip up some fire errors or something i'm hoping that the sequel kind of eases up on that because yeah. everything else looks like it's just improving on on what we got already so it's an interesting showcase and an interesting showpiece. I think that's all the only thing I really ask for in games that each sequel improves upon what's already established. Last of Us Part Two, they didn't improve the controls at all, so that's why I, I kind of skipped it. I was just like, the controls are the same. I'm not interested in it. So oh, maybe with, I, I don't know. They kind of look like a bland game to me. The first one, I don't know. It wouldn't really interest me. So maybe I'd with totally the sequel, replay it at sixty. Different. Has nothing to sixty frames. With an open world game, you really do need sixty frames. I don't think yeah, thirty. Yeah, I think can it cut should it. be the benchmark now. I don't think a thirty frame game can cut it. Still waiting on that Death Stranding patch. Oh yeah, Sony. <laughs> so Need for Speed games, we love them. Some of them have been delisted this week, off digital storefronts. They are Carbon Undercover Shift, Shift Two, and The Run, and then their online is being shut off on August thirty first. Let's make the case here for physical games, right? <laughs> Uh, Carbon, that's sad. I, I played Carbon. That I, I kind of bites. Uh, I actually yeah. did like the run, too. I had I actually found the story very interesting. Yeah, that was the story-based one that they did way back in the day. So it's kind of sad to see games like this go off the digital storefronts. And, and with the online being shut off, it always takes me back. You know what it takes me back to. I mean, well, I, there's a couple I can think of, but what does it take you back to? It, it takes me back to Twisted Metal, of course. Ah. The most devastating loss of an online suite that I think I've ever faced in gaming. I mean, aside from like maybe Uncharted 2, Uncharted 2 Online was really good, and uh, Transformers, like War for Cybertron or whatever, but Twisted yeah. Metal, so another car game. So, yeah, like I said, it's making the case for physical games to be the dominant thing here because we, we've seen stuff like this happen. I think the, the most grandiose example is the Scott Pilgrim game. And look how long it took for that to be re-released. It took a, a long time. It took... I got my physical copy just in case. I mean, talk about... I don't know. It, it felt like with that one, you they asked everybody. Everybody for nonstop was getting asked about it for Scott Pilgrim. Yeah. It was Ubisoft. It was, a, it was a lot. It was even it could even could just be a guy who designed a simple sprite and they just ask him like, hey, when's Scott... He's probably like, dude, I don't know. I just worked on a sprite. Please re-release Scott Pilgrim the versus the World the game with the original Ice Cap Zone music. <laughs> Imagine. But yeah, overall, I would say it, it kind of bites when games get delisted. No, yeah, I'm I'm not I'm not big into games being delisted, especially if there's still single player content. Like if the online's being, you know, closed down, maybe sell the single player content at a reduced price. I don't know what. <laughs> why they have to be delisted it's still good content out there so yeah that sucks now here's something that's both good and bad 
we've talked about Destruction All-Stars on this podcast a lot. Yeah. And remember I was saying it was taking me a long time to find a match the last time I played? So they're going to add bots to the online Mm. for, like, times when there's low player count or whatever. Now, I see bots online as something that, like, yeah, that's kind of cool. Killzone did it eventually where you could go into, like, bot matches so you could earn your trophies against bots, basically, or level up your skills when the online started to dwindle. So this is a good thing. Bots are a good thing. But are they necessarily a good thing this early on in the game? Like, I'm all for bots, but this is the fourth month of Destruction All-Stars and we're already throwing in the bots or uh, talking about adding in the I, bots that's a little worrisome fortnite didn't add bots till what three years into it isn't the first match of fortnite always against bots though i have a season i i believe it was like it has a story to it i believe so but oh. i i think in some in-game matches they started adding bots not until like maybe the end of last year so yeah it took around like three four years for them to actually add some bots yeah, it's it, it's it, not promising. That is not a promising like sign. It's like I like adding bots as a concept, but I don't know if adding bots this early, having to consider even adding bots this early because of low player count, bodes well. And like we've talked about, Destruction All Stars, it's not a bad game. It's just the monetization, I guess, has has become a little convoluted as far as it goes. I mean, of course, it was a free game, so there's no complaints here. But, I don't know, I couldn't get into a match last time, and when I finally did, it wasn't full. So, I wouldn't mind some bots. I just think it's a little worrisome that there's bots already. So, there's my piece on Destruction All-Stars. It's it's fun, but I don't know why, I don't know. I just, Maybe uh, they should have waited till the PS5 player base was a little bit bigger. I, I don't know, I just, I feel like the, the most people just want to play, like, a, a shooter game, like, Call of Duty, yeah. I'm just like there's way more fun games to play, and it, it, that that does affect how the, that performs. But also, they made it into such a oh battle system and unlock this, and I'm just just like I'm sick and tired of that. Yeah, and and that that comes with you know free to play or or lower price titles as we know. But still, the car combat genre is is niche enough as it is. I wasn't I wasn't really big when I saw that they were adding a, a season pass to it. Even though the play at home thing gave me enough credits to get the season pass, and maybe if I reinstall the game, I will. But for right now, I think I'm good with Fall Guys, which continues to be the best multiplayer game I've ever played. So, <laughs> anyway, King of Fighters 15 got delayed till next year, and so did God of War Ragnarok. Yeah, I saw that coming. Honestly, I saw it coming, but it's not a surprise. I mean, I saw it coming for God of War for sure. They announced it, but they don't have, like, a demo, so most likely they're going to delay it. Yeah, and then for King of Fighters, it sounds like it, from what their statement was, it sounds like it's a COVID-related delay, so, like, you can't blame them. Nah, yeah, there's no power over that. Look, there's way too many fighters right now. Virtual just came out, Guilty Gear comes out next week. Street Fighter's still going strong, Tekken's still going strong, Mortal Kombat's still going strong, Soul Calibur even going pretty strong. I don't think we need another fighter on the market just yet. Oh, Samurai Showdown, just to name a few. And then God of War, totally, totally saw it coming. I wouldn't be surprised if it got delayed to, like, next fall or something. So, yeah, not not, not even on my radar right now. Yeah. All right, a couple little tiny things we got here. 
The Borderlands movie Twitter revealed some pictures that are silhouettes of uh, Kate Blanchett as Lilith, but today they also revealed Roland, Tina, Krieg, and Claptrap, just silhouettes, but we kind of have an idea of the stature and maybe what these characters will look like in the movie. Still cautiously optimistic about the movie, but these pictures read like there's going to be a trailer soon, probably. That's what they read like. Like, usually when they start doing pictures like this, that means, oh, there might be a clip or something coming soon. Uh, I think the most we'll get is a teaser for the trailer. Kind of like, it shows a couple faces and maybe just like, you know, like those 30, you know, 10, 30 second teasers, which mm-hmm. are more or less 20 second teasers because there's a 10 second, like, introduction and all that. It'll be a commercial on Instagram or something. Yeah, that's I could see that. Like I said, still cautiously optimistic about this because, you know, we love us some Borderlands, but movies are hit or miss in in terms of adaptations of really anything from books to comics or even games. We'll, We'll stay posted on that. And now we got three more little quick things. There's a Nintendo gallery that's going to come, like a museum, in mm-hmm. 2023 or 2024. I really want to go to a Nintendo museum. I would love to go to a Nintendo museum. I mean, that's a while, the 2023-24, but that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like, what if there's, like, a giant Yoshi that you could sit on and you take a picture? I actually don't think it's going to be, like, an attraction or anything. I think it's going to be more like a museum, which is really cool because Nintendo's got a lot of rich history behind it and a lot of cool things that maybe people aren't aware of i'd love to see like a whole hall dedicated to like all versions of like the game boy um and then like all the handhelds but like every version maybe they'll have like every color or something i i know they've got them in their archives somewhere they have to (laughs) now what would be interesting is that they show either art that hasn't been seen for a while like an an hd version of it or unseen art that would be interesting oh that 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 takes me back to the mega man anniversary collection or the ones they did the legacy collection where it has unseen art of Mega Man and that ended up being Mega Man 11 so like what if the Nintendo archive has like unseen like Star Fox or Kid Icarus or some like F-Zero dormant franchises artwork and they're like well we're gonna announce a new game in this saga but the other side of that it's like you were saying is that archival art that we haven't seen you know, like, some Twitter accounts will post really rare or unseen art from, like, art books or some, like, pages or something. What if Nintendo's got a whole trove of, like, unused concept art for, like, Mario Brothers 2 or whatever? That would yeah. be really cool. I would like to be see interesting. that. Yeah. I feel like most of the art from Nintendo's been re-released, but, man, you know they probably got some cool stuff. No, they got some Nintendo. hidden stuff. Some hidden gems. All right. Herman Holst used to be the head of Guerrilla Games that did Killzone and Horizon. He's now the head of PlayStation Studios. Says, of course, Horizon Forbidden West will be on the PS4 and PS5, but also God of War Ragnarok and Gran Turismo 7, which kind of comes as a surprise. I don't want to say it's even a negative thing. It's all those people who can't get their hands on a PS5 are still able to play these games. Like I said, PS5, yeah, it's, it's cool if you can get it, but... Don't think that the second you get the PS5, the PS4 is going to be obsolete. And don't think that if you're stuck on the PS4 that it's done for within the year. No, I still give it a good two to three years down the road. Yeah, I'm not super ups- I'm not upset about it at all. Um, the more people that can get their hands on these games, the better. And they're not alienating their audience because PS5s, mm-hmm. as we know, are scarce. But that also begs the question, like, there are still some PS5 exclusives, Returnal, 
Demon's Souls remake, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, those are not going to be on PS4. So it seems like they're choosing the tripliest of AAA titles to put on the PS4 and PS5. Like, when you think AAA, you are thinking of Gran Turismo. You are thinking of God of War and Horizon. Um, you're not necessarily thinking of Ratchet and Clank or Returnal, despite the fact that they are AAA. So they're like, maybe let's have these as PS5 exclusives for now. So, so there are some cool haptic tricks that go on with Returnal and Ratchet and Clank and all that stuff. But the PS5 versions of these cross-gen games are still going to be graphically and visually more impressive, of course. And yeah. The PS4 versions will probably run at 30 frames, if we're being honest, unless they lower the resolution or something. So, it it's not Sony's not alienating people from in, in, having the experience, which is a oh, good yeah. thing. I think it goes to show you don't need a PS5 at the moment. It's nice if you have one. Yeah, it's nice, but yeah, I mean, Returnal alone. Like no, like even honestly, it's like it's not that worth it. If you can get it for retail, that's fine. Go for it, but it's not. Or don't buy a scalp. <laughs> it's not worth paying, you know, cutting off an arm and a leg just to get a PS5. It's not worth it. If you have a PS4, you're going to be fine. Don't yeah. think that... I mean, Fortnite, Warzone, all those, like, free-to-play games are popular and that, like, people still... It's still on that platform. A PS5, yeah. at the moment, for me, is just an a much upgraded PS4 because I had the original, so I never got the Pro. So even... I'm also saying, if you have the PS4 Pro as well, you don't really need to upgrade. Things like, you know, Resident Evil 2, 3 Remake run just as good on a base PS4 even as they yeah. do on a on a Pro or PS5. I mean, 3, I think, only had a couple of frame dips. Otherwise, it's moving at a pretty solid frame rate. Um, I've not seen Village at, in action on PS4, but I've heard it's pretty good too. So they are not making it like getting a PS5 like something that you should feel like is an urgent, urgent yeah. thing to do. So Give it- props to them. Yeah, give it. They're releasing great games for that that platform. They're not forgetting about it. Give it about still a good two three years. That's when maybe you want to have the idea of like maybe I should switch now because there'll be a couple of games out by then. But you know, it, you can hold out. They're still releasing. Like I said, they're releasing God of War now, and, and I think right now in Sony's position, that's their biggest title. Yeah, and another thing with this is that I think this is allowing developers to more carefully take their time at how they approach developing for the ps5 so when we do finally get true triple a or even quadruple a as studios are apparently moving to titles for ps5 they will be grandiose on a scale like we've never seen before so if you think these cross-gen games look amazing because look miles morales 60 frames with ray tracing that's amazing that's a cross-gen game (laughs) so just think when we get full-on next-gen ps5 exclusives it's gonna be wild i think the reason why I also think that it's not a bad thing either, because look at Ghost. That game has no load time. Ghost is no load times. No, so I'm saying, on at base this point, PS4. they know how the PS4 works now at this point. So hopefully they go on the route of Ghost and they actually start optimizing the PS4 and showing that, no, this thing still has a little bit of life in it. I was thinking about that too. I was like, you remember how I was saying maybe they should have waited a year because they finally figured out how to optimize the PS4 for like true no loading when it came to Ghost of Tsushima, which has like five second load times and fast travel. Like this is that, except they're putting on PS5 as well. But from a graphical standpoint, even Horizon Forbidden West, look from the state of play, it looked so real that it made me almost uncomfortable. So. I think it's also going to take some getting used to. 
just everything was in motion everything the water looked real i was like scared almost there was no <laughs> hair clipping through the like her hair moved and it like it moved in the shape of the bow that it was hitting and it didn't clip and i'm like oh my god this is kind of crazy <laughs> you know what else is crazy what else is crazy no man's sky got another massive update I think this is, like, the fifth one that they've had since we started this podcast. Dude, they, like I said, they completely changed that game around. So, this one's a whole entire graphical overhaul of the entire game. So, there's, like, new graphical effects and, like, reflections, and it's called prisms, and your pets and animals that you can keep in No Man's Sky, you can, like, fly them around now, but a complete visual overhaul, this game's been out for, what, six years now? (laughs) And they're oh, yeah. still adding free content on this scale to this game. What? Oh, hopefully, I don't know. That does does it also show that they're not planning on to make a sequel? They're just gonna keep updating this one. Hopefully. Yeah, I think they're. I think they're just gonna keep updating this one. They've not said anything about a sequel, and um, I just wish I could get into it. As soon as that crafting element comes, where you have to like do the Minecraft style oven baking, except it's like you're making new materials. I'm like. Ah, this is why I don't play No Man's Sky. I could go into creative, of course. Creative is fun, but sometimes you just don't want to do creative. Sometimes you're not feeling creative. But props to Hello Games. What the heck? (laughs) Anyway, I, on my desk here, have a Nintendo Direct rumor. Alright. And there's actually a Nintendo Direct coming on June 15th. So... (laughs) One of these days. That's kind of exciting. This 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 mic could be on there. And it's sponsored by Markers on the Map presents Trial by Energy Drink. This week's flavor is Sonic Spinberry. Cause you know, sometimes you just gotta go fast. It's for a game called Knuckles Chaotix Zone. <clears throat> listen up and listen good, aged friends of our yesteryear. A glove full of holes, a has-been gecko who says too much. A buck with only one credit to his name, and I'm not talking about Time Squad. Hey, did you know that show stars Mark Hamill and Rob Paulson? More relevant than you are, Mr. Bumble. And then there's the beat-em-up gang. (laughs) Sorry your little genre's been so niche for so long. And the light gun games, cute. Over there in your little corner while those widow hero shooters dominate the market. And how can we forget about our TV friends? VR troopers? <laughs> Put on this Oculus and we'll show you true VR. And then there's the Rangers, turned into nothing more than little bobble-headed toys and missing your leader. Even under my mask, it's just me. Sketch Turner from Comic Zone. This house we've gathered in is where nostalgia goes to... Knock, knock! A rapping at the door. Who is it? Angel Island coming home. The Crown Prince of Cool coming through a megaphone. Gather round, step up, and come and see. It's the one who'll pull these beloved mascots back from obscurity. Pass me the sing-star mic. I got something I need to get off my chest. Yeah, let's go. 
It's a real problem we got here today with forgotten heroes at this house. No way. Not if your man King Nuck has something to say. We're getting out, taking over. So come on, let's play. Okay, Glover, hop on this hand. You're a new power glove meant for saving this land. Come on, Gex. I need comms real quick. Get some new material that's a little more slick. And Buck, give me a high five. Go and gather comrades back at the hive. We're gonna swarm our enemies with stingers galore. But I'm not through here. Have some more. The beat-em-ups. Let's get a combo going. A new combo system with kicks, punches, dodges, and throwing. Lag guns. Knuckles still has a free hand, so pick a red or blue or maybe a green and fire away. So we could save the day. And the VR troopers, y'all don't have to stay. You're a visor. To see in the world unknown. Show me my trajectory and show me where to go. And Rangers, <laughs> Rangers, where's your leader? Hey, I'm Red. Maybe I could succeed her. Or him. I don't really know. I just needed a worm to rhyme with, so let's go. Wait, Knuckles. What about me? Sketch, listen. You're the most important piece. Eggman's joined forces with the terrifying hand, a vicious monster from a distant faraway land where I myself was not chosen for the roster, but represented through a costume for a me imposter. I brought along some friends, here for the ride. They're Espio, Charmy, and Vector, and they're taking my side. You're the expert on enemies drawn to life, so you'll be our right-hand man in this fight. Join Knuckles and an arsenal of 90s mascots and heroes in this brand new 3D action game, where team-ups become transformations as Knuckles evolves into his ultimate self. Use the powers of cherished characters like Glover to unleash powerful melee attacks or various light guns to imbue Knuckles blasters with elemental abilities, then take to the leveling menu to have the beat-em-up characters from the 90s teach Knuckles some new tricks in this brand new 21st century world. Face gigantic bosses as the Knuckles Horde when the Power Rangers' own unique abilities come into play. With over 50 different mascots, characters, heroes, and more, including Team Chaotix themselves, there's no shortage of power and friendship when it comes to time to stop Eggman and his devious new companions when Knuckles' chaotic zone blasts its way off to the Nintendo Switch in a fit of 90s edge, rage, and fury. Boy, do I want this game. <laughs> Talk about a 90s reference. Oh, talk about a 90s reference, the whole thing. <laughs> now, will it have uh, Street Sharks? Oh, I'm sure. With over 50 different mascots, the the 90s insanity never has to stop. So I like so I like what they've got going here with this game. Basically, Knuckles is the player character, and he can kind of fuse with these other mascots, like Glover becomes a glove that he can use to do a special melee attack. So he becomes like an infusion, a complete, like... Frankenstein's knuckles of all kinds of 90s characters and and you know VR troopers you know we love us some VR troopers here on markers on the map <laughs> oh boy VR troopers so overall I'm I'm thinking look the main character sketch Turner from comic zone that beat him up for the Sega Genesis really hard game but to give him a second chance to give him a new life in a game like this it's just something we could only see on the Nintendo switch I don't know this game's so big, it might need, you know, a pro, something pro to kind of make it run a little bit better, you know what I'm saying? Oh, are you talking about the rumored Switch Pro that I'm hoping drops soon? <laughs> hoping drops soon? Yeah, I can It's been, like, up. what, a year? Since the rumors, rumors about this started yeah. swelling around? Yeah, a year. Yeah. Hopefully there's something said. I, I feel like they'd say it before E3, so maybe E3, because the, the Nintendo Rick says they're going to focus on software... 
So if they were going to announce the Switch Pro or whatever they want to call it, now might be the time, considering that's, like, happening in a couple weeks, so. Anyway, I am looking forward to Knuckles Chaotic Zone, a true sequel to Knuckles Chaotix, the sequel we deserve. Anyway, we played some games this week. We played the Scarlet Nexus demo. Oh my lord, the Scarlet Nexus demo. Can I just say, can I just get this thought out there? Okay. Something that resonates with me that might not resonate with a lot of people. Um, the Nintendo Wii was my first video game console for the TV. I was mm-hmm. only, I only had handhelds as a, as a kid, but I always went into stores to play demos even after the Nintendo Wii came out. So I would go into play like on the PS3 or whatever, I'd go play the Sonic the Hedgehog 2006 demo. Now, say what you want about that game, but to, you know, me who was just about 13 at the time, it was really cool. It was really fun to go and play this low-stakes demo, like running around as Sonic, having fun with the demo. Same with Armored Core 4. I always remember going into GameStop to play Armored Core 4 demo. This Scarlet Nexus demo, I don't know what it was, but it brought me back, like, in, in, like, child innocence of these times going to play these demos at these tours that's it it just got you right into the action it gave you a brief little tutorial and then it just lets you play i was very impressed by that right off the back i was like this feels like a classic 2005 2006 esque demo of something so immediately i liked that i don't know i guess i got a different experience with the demo i just thought it was like oh it's a demo yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't play I've played a lot demos. of demos, but this one, yeah. just for some reason, had it, I triggered some weird, like, good feeling inside of me. I think, for me, what would trigger a feeling like that is if the demo came from another game's menu screen as a bonus. That, for me, would be nostalgic. Or, like, a PS1 demo disc. Not even, like, now, has it come from, like, a main, like, game? Like, it's a full game. It just has, it just, for some reason, has a demo on it as, like, a uh. bonus. Yeah, well, this this one just, I don't know what it was. It might have been the colors. It might have been starting out on, like, a street level before you get into, I don't know. But as for the game itself, this one was on my radar. We saw it at a some conference. It might have been, like, Gamescom or something. I'm not entirely sure, but it's been on my radar. It's really fun. Um, you can choose a male or female character, and each of them in the demo, at least, has different partner characters. So your female character might have a, a character that can add on lightning or I'm, I'm forgetting what some of the other ones were, but, like, you can slow down time. It or... was, like, in, invisibility, lightning, oh, yeah, the duplication, invisibility and then, like, I think slowing down time, like, hyper something. It was something like that. Yeah. Um. So I really like how you can just activate these characters' effects and abilities with the, pre- with the holding of R1 and, like, the pressing of a button. I really like the DualSense implementation where... You don't even have to, you barely have to like tap it to do these attacks. And I, I think that's cool. I think more games like shooters even should do it so you don't have to squeeze down the triggers as much. Um, but that's just me. Some people like the, the tactileness of, of squeezing the triggers. And, you know, we got a good glimpse of it. it it's very God Eater esque in presentation. But I was also thinking, I hate Kingdom Hearts. And also. <laughs> <laughs> it just came I, out of nowhere. <laughs> I liked it. I liked it when I was younger because the story made sense for a minute, and it was <laughs> a new thing that I didn't have because I didn't have a PS2. But also, Xenoblade Chronicles gets on my nerves too. 
tell tell me tell me why i was just having a conversation with my brother talking about people take that that game serious storyline he's like bro you legit taking the game serious when they literally had was it Sora just dab up with with woody like woody just showed up out of nowhere and he's just like in the game now like you taking this serious i really liked the toy story part in uh kingdom hearts 3 story-wise but i did not like the gameplay kingdom hearts 3 one of these days we're gonna talk about kingdom hearts 3 on this podcast and it's gonna be more devastating than devil may cry <laughs> oh bruh but scarlet nexus plays exactly how i wish kingdom hearts and xenoblade chronicles played it's a it's a good mixture of rpg and action to where it's never slow the targeting works fine the 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 QTEs that they have are pretty cool too, honestly. When you use the special objects, but oh man, do I wish they would just remake Kingdom Hearts and Xenoblade Chronicles, literally all of them, with the type of gameplay from Scarlet Nexus. This it it feels like a new experience, and it shouldn't. This should have been how action RPGs have worked for years now. Um, the closest thing I can say to it right now might be like Final Fantasy VII remake, but that still has like a stop and do turn based element ask actions in it i really enjoyed one thing i enjoyed about the, the scarlet nexus demo was i can use my teleport push or like i can throw an object at an enemy without having to really do a weird button command either you just press one button but you can also do combos right after it like it's simple yeah. you just throw something at it and it's simple obviously it takes time and that's you have to really think about it and know what you're doing but you don't have to click like up down circle triangle no. and then oh it does it. it's like no you just press l2 hold it and when he goes for it then you don't have there's no wait time for you to do a combo on him exactly it's not menu based like kingdom hearts kingdom hearts you have to scroll through menus and you don't have to stay still you can legit exactly. be moving around and just throw it you don't have to stay put and throw it there's even you you can even throw things in the middle of doing a combo and the game actually tells you to do that like yes throw things in the middle of your combo multitask with the with the combos and gameplay styles and you know if you were playing as the male character you would have enemies that were afflicted with oil you switch to the fire character the fire character will burn them um although i i did like the male's gameplay section better but I think the female has the better sidekicks. Like the one with the, the red hair, she's pretty cool. Um, I don't remember any of their names, obviously. But um, I'm, I'm trying to piece together what the story for this might be. I feel like they might be like older, but there's something that's keeping them from aging. Although yeah. that's just base conjecture here. But I think this demo, while it does have its ups and downs, and I'm not too keen on some of the powers and some of the mechanics, does make a very compelling argument for, you know, getting the game. So this is actually, it was on my radar. It's a little more on my radar now. This this did the opposite of the village demo, where I didn't really like the village demo, but I ended up liking the main game. So I'm hoping that I, when I get Scarlet Nexus, if and when, I, that I like it because the demo was great. So I, I, one thing that bothered me about the demo, and I, I say this, it's most games that even do this, not just even this demo. When you're in the middle of playing, and then the text, and you have to read it in order to figure out what. I'm just like, I just want to play the game. Oh, I, just I don't a tutorial like when. Text? Yeah, I don't like that. If any game, like I don't care what it is, it could be my favorite game. Don't ever put text that it pauses the entire game takes up the whole screen and you have to click a bunch of buttons to either exit it or like you have to read the whole thing i don't like that i don't have any examples off the top of my head but i always liked when games 
splice their tutorials together with gameplay segments. Like, yeah. Devil May Cry Remake, or the reboot one, does that. It's like, things pop up on the wall, like, words pop up on the wall, or, like, games where words pop up on the wall, and they're like, press this to do that without stopping the the game. Yeah. Um, I don't I just don't like when you're in the middle of a gameplay, and then something just interrupts you, just like, what? It's like 95% of games do that, and it's time to start making more creative tutorials, I think. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I think was a real, real drawback for me was that the when you're doing when you're turning your character it has that weird inertia that games like pre-patch witcher 3 and like red dead redemption 2 have where they take a like a big old stride when they turn around that takes a little getting used to but that's something that could be patched i also didn't like that i didn't know how to auto heal the tutorial was telling me to do all this other stuff but i'm just like how do i auto heal myself i never figured it out it was easy for me because I've played games like this. You just hit, like, down on the D-pad, I think, to use the healing items. But I that's because I've played out. a ton of games like this. I was, like, I was wondering how you do it, too, because I was, like, I'm low on health and they've not given me a healing tutorial. But then I'm, like, wait a second. This is probably just, like, whatever. This is probably just, like, this game. And I pressed down and, sure enough, it healed me. I'm, like, ah. I mean, how are you going to be a tutorial but not put simple basics? Like, even regardless of it's for a niche fan base, you should always... Have a tutorial like that for any new player, regardless if it could be. I don't care if you think that oh, it's only all the old players still have at least something to that one new person who has no idea. They're just gonna be like, I was completely, I was lost. I was like, how do I heal myself? I'm low and I don't know how to do it. Absolutely, just because I knew from other games doesn't mean most people that are playing that Scarlet Nexus demo would think to use that to heal. So it 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 has a lot of hits. It has a couple misses. But as a demo product, I'm very satisfied. I don't think the misses really drag it down that much more than not the at all. I found it interesting. Graphically, it's super impressive. It, it's got that God Eater three style almost going for it. So I think the team at Namco Bandai are doing good work with Scarlet Nexus. <laughs> anyway, we we we'll talk about a few more things. We tried, or I tried the Super Bomberman R online demo. This was that Stadia game that got released onto the consoles this week. I, I, that's, let's just get out of the way. The load times were bad. They said they fixed them. It was still bad. And I lose really quick because it's Bomberman and I get like twitchy with Bomberman and lose. So that's my experience with Bomberman R online. I like how there's a Fall Guys costume. I do like that, but I haven't played it either. Yeah. I, I don't think I'm going to get into it, honestly until they make the load times blazing fast it's a battle royale game can you play with friends is there a way to play with your friends or is it there's just a way to play with your friends your if you buy premium <laughs> see that's what i'm saying if you can't if you cannot connect with friends and just go on a match and play i don't can't that type of game i have to play with friends i can't play that on my own i don't see myself playing that on my own i think i'm gonna stick with fall guys because they're coming out with the Bomberman costume on fall guys <laughs> yeah um we also played uh, some Virtual Fighter Five Ultimate Showdown. You um, you played Virtual Fighter. I got whooped. You got and whooped. I, I'm telling you, I cannot. I cannot play that. When I first picked it up, I thought I was gonna have a bad time with it because I was like, it it reminds me of Tekken in the worst way because I think Tekken is specifically me. I think Tekken is super duper slow, and I I've bought Tekken Seven and I did not like it, but. I was playing this and I was just, I was running the tutorial and then I went online and all of a sudden it clicked. I understand how to play Virtua Fighter. Am I good at Virtua Fighter when it comes to like being good at Virtua Fighter? Probably not. 
But I think I understand the base mechanics of Virtual Fighter. Basically, always block, attack after a kick, like an overhead kick whiffs or something, and use R2 and R1 to do very strong attacks. I don't even grab because it's only gotten me <laughs> into trouble um, so far online when I grab because people are good at people are good at uh, blocking the grabs or like getting out of the grabs. But I don't know. I think I might. I think I might push through. I'm. I'm actually positive win ratio online, so I might have a, a new little side hobby. I'm telling you, no, right now. The second we got on Street Fighter, you're not going to remember anything. No, I'm gonna be hitting square to block. I, I don't like I don't like a block button, so that's hard to to, to deal with on Virtua. And also weird how you have to press block while you jump to jump, but I guess that comes with 3D fighters being like up and down is like moving up and down, so makes sense. Other than that, glad it's a nice little free game that we got, and uh, keep my eyes posted on Virtua Fighter Five. All right, only other thing I played. Well, I played a few things, but we'll get to back into SMT3 uh, next week. But I played that new Monster Hunter Rise content. I've not gotten to Crimson Glow Valstrax yet because you need to be Hunter rank 100 for that. And I'm barely at like 55. Um, Apex and Ogre, he was pretty cool. I did the Stronghold mission with him. The Rampage. I was trying to remember what those were called. The Rampage mission. Um, I don't really like the Rampage missions, but I think there will be a mission later on to fight him in a, in a regular level. But there was a new final boss, the All-Mother Narwa, and that comes with a new ending. Uh, it took two tries because uh, my online random partners uh, died on the first one. And then when we actually won with another set of randoms, I was the only one who died, so there was only one death. <laughs> so I was like, why? Why me? Do I like fighting Narwa? Not really. I don't like these closed arena matches with like a more gimmicky boss and like weird mechanics that aren't part of it but i was happy that they added a new monster but i think valstrax is going to be the one to look out for so i'll chip away at monster hunter and report back when we get to valstrax yeah anyway would you say we did an episode i sure i think that should wrap up the week all right so like i said next week i'll talk a little smt3 and hey whatever we got going on <laughs> so um and whatever news comes up so as always guys i would uh we'd like to thank you all for listening anybody who listens is awesome makes us feel real good hey please follow the twitter at markers on the map and uh tweet at us i'll reply back don't worry <laughs> um you can listen to us on apple podcasts it's the best place leave a rating and a review and if you don't like Apple Podcasts, you can always listen on Google, Spotify, or Podbean. So, there's not much left to say besides Sega. Please re-release Shadow the Hedgehog on modern consoles. And that the real Sega Superstars Tennis was the friends we made along the way. So we'll see you next time. Bye. Later. <laughs>